This sermon audio is presented to you by Pastor Tommy Brandon and Calvary Church of Fort Worth. For more information, visit our website at calvaryftw.com. We're in a series, and it's the new year, and this series is part number three called Happy New You. Happy New You, and today we're going to be using this as a subtopic, speak it, speak it by faith. And here it is, Proverbs 12, 14. A man will be satisfied. And this is what I mean by giving me a few extra minutes on my text. I just want to stop right there and tell you that life, man, if you're blessed enough with a few good days, life will kind of give you a great experience. Maybe maybe there's someone here today that, that um, maybe you got to spend time with a friend recently and Maybe it was over a good meal, or maybe you got to travel uh, away to see a family member, or maybe a young person here today, maybe you scored a goal in soccer, or, 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 or made a great fast break layup in basketball, but life has a way of rewarding you with a good experience, a good experience. Or maybe you got pulled over and got a warning and not the ticket, a good experience, you know, <laughs> a good experience. But there's a big difference between having happiness and contentment. Happiness is, oh, I didn't get a ticket. Happiness is, wow, the roller coaster dropped, right? That's the happiness. But contentment is when the roller coaster's over and we get in our car and we drive home or when you pull back onto the interstate from just getting the warning. Contentment is not The sensation of the high, contentment is the blessing of the level. And he uses the word satisfied. And I've got to get you there thinking with me. The target that we're aiming for in this message is not the mountaintop roller coaster climax of the drop. It's satisfaction. Because the ultimate win for you and the ultimate win for me is to live such a blessed life that I'm good. I'm good. I'll take the sunshiny experience, but I'm even good when it's dark and gloomy. Because I don't build my life on how my day's going. I build my life on where I'm going. Can I get an amen, somebody? So, a man will be satisfied with good from the fruit of his words. His words will bring satisfaction. Let me just say it the way I talk now. This is the wise man speaking in Proverbs, and I'm not as wise as him, so... You know, some of y'all speak Spanish and some of you speak German. I speak broken English. So let me just kind of say it the way I, I, I see it here. I can talk my way into being satisfied. I can talk my way into being content. I have the ability to speak my way into being okay. Full. 
But then there's a comma. And we continue. And the deeds of a man's hands. This is always going to symbolize work. Men, women, students, anyone with a breath. The work will return to him as a harvest. So we have a solution to satisfaction right from Scripture. Be willing to wake up every day and be committed, be faithful, be dedicated to whatever line of work that God gives you the strength and the ability to do. And let that good hard work bring a harvest to your life. But how many of you know that work and harvest, come, sometimes it comes in manifold increase. And then there's sometimes it just comes in to barely getting by. But it says, how I become satisfied in whatever my harvest is, is by the way I talk about it. I was in Haiti two weeks ago, poorest nation in the Western Hemisphere, third poorest nation in the world. And it's amazing in their broken English and broken Creole, it's amazing that the poorest people that I will ever shake hands with speak so well of God and they speak so well of themselves. And there's some folk in this room today that you will have more today than they will have in a lifetime. It's time we start changing the way we speak of the goodness of God on our lives. I started this entire year out on on Wednesday night, January the 3rd, with if you want to see more of of, of, of God's goodness in your life, then you need to start bragging on more of God's goodness. And the more you brag on God, the more of God you're going to see. So today, let me preach to you a few minutes on speaking, speaking by faith. Let's get started. Negative words are powerful. If a parent were to speak negatively over a child, you may not see it then and right there, but in time... You will see the manifestation, fancy word for the, you will see the results of that negative word spoken over your baby. You'll see it. If a ball coach were to speak negatively over a player, oh, you sorry rascal, you can't catch a ball if it had duct tape on it. If you speak negatively, get ready. You're going to see it manifest. If a, if a school teacher were to speak negatively over a student, Boy, you can't even spell it, and I give you the I. You'll see it in time. It's going to come out. You'll see it. You'll see it. If you speak negatively over your marriage, I think I married the wrong one. I think I married the wrong one. You ain't worth anything. You no good for nothing. In time, you're going to see it. There's only one thing that can drown out negative words, and that is to have more life-giving, positive, faith-filled words spoken over the same candidate or situation. So in other words, if I've got me a, uh, an ounce, if I've, if I've got me just a little ounce of negativity coming in my life, if I can get a gallon, 
If I can get a gallon's worth of faith-filled life giving, I'm going to be okay. So this morning, we're not immune. We can't go through this life with, with dodging every negative thing. But we can combat it with speaking words of life against it. Can I get an amen, somebody? Let's talk about us and our destiny. What people say about you is not going to create your destiny. It's what God has already said about you. And what you agree with him on is what's going to create your destiny. It's not what people say. Because people are always going to, like brother, it's like one of my good friends in this church. He's uh, one of our elders in the church. He said people are always going to have opinions. It's like noses. Everybody's got one and they're always going to have an opinion. People are going to have an opinion about you. But it's not their opinion that creates your destiny. It's what God says. But this is what we're preaching about. And then it's what you say that God says about you. Take out your Bibles and let's go to the book of Psalm, chapter 107. The book of Psalm, chapter 107. And I want you to see verse 2. If, if you're a guest today and, and you would enjoy kind of following a little bit better with me, uh, if you want to go to your app store, right where you're sitting, you can download our app, Calvary, C-A-L-V-A-R-Y-F-T-W, like Fort Worth. And we provide these sermon notes for you, these scriptures for you. This is what Psalm 107.2 says, and we're going to break it in half. Let the redeemed of the Lord, let the redeemed of the Lord, this is critical. This does not apply to the unbeliever. This applies to the man or the woman, the child of age, Billy, that comes to the Lord and has received by faith his saving grace. And is now a part of the redeemed family of God. But once you come into relationship with God, you have some freedom that you didn't have before, Jeanette. It's called the ability to say so. This is how the Bible says it, Psalm 107 and 2. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Everybody say these words, two, these two words with me. Say so. Say so. Not just think it. Not just believe it. But say so. God's calling on us to start being proactive. To declare out of our mouth what God's word and what the Holy Spirit has revealed about us. Because if you don't say so, the enemy is not going to have any idea where you stand in your element of faith and how you're believing about yourself. I've, I've, you know, all of us have people that love us to death and all of us have people that, that, that dodge us like the plague. And I remember one time uh, a buddy of mine said, hey, uh, man. What happened between you and so-and-so? This was back in college. I said, nothing happened. What are you talking about? Man, he was wearing you out the other day. He doesn't like you at all. And I'm like, you're kidding me. He doesn't like me. Why? What, what happened? He said, I don't know. But this is what he said. Until he said it, I thought everything was good. I thought we were tight. 
I thought it was good. But now I heard what he said. You know what I'm talking about? And it changed everything. It's one thing to think something. <laughs> you take it to another level when you're willing to say it. And some of you think some things about your life and about your future and about God's goodness. You, you, you believe that God's for you, but the enemy has no idea what you're thinking and believing until you say it. And the Bible says, let the redeemed of the Lord say some things. Say it out loud. Why must we say it? For these two reasons. You want to speak it to where the enemy of your future hears it. And you want to say it where your, yourself hears it. Amen. Speak to yourself. <laughs> Somebody just leaned to the neighbor and said, I think he said yourself. <laughs> Bless his heart. I said it on purpose. Yourself. Y-O self. Yourself. Speak to yourself. And some of you are thinking right now, I love this sermon because I speak to myself all the time. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm one of you, man. I'll catch myself just having a full-on conversation. Just full-on. I'm answering. I'm agreeing. I'm disagreeing. <laughs> Anybody else in the house ever done that? Not a soul around. Best conversation I've had all day. And it's not just two of us. It's me, myself, and I. We a party. We got three. Man, I'll go play golf. Just me. I'm like, well, that's a good shot. I know, right? That boy striped it, didn't he? He striped it. That boy can putt. Oh, I can putt, can't I? Oh, you a good putter. Man. It all changes when other people are with me. That boy can't putt to save his life. That boy's terrible. That's why I like to just be alone. Everything's good when I'm alone. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Instead of thinking, see, here's, here's the shift. And some of you were with me last week. If you were with me last week, I'm taking you higher. And there's a purpose of the order. There's a strategy here. If you were with me last Sunday, we got our faith imagery. We got our faith pictures. And we declared last Sunday, if I can just see it, I'm going to start moving towards it. Now, if I can see it, I need to go up a little bit higher, and now I need to start saying it. I need to start speaking it. There was a young businessman in our church this morning that I told this story, and I remember the day when he was an employee. I remember when he went to work every day for a company, and he would clock in and clock out. And he, he didn't know at the time that God was honing his skills. God was giving him an education. And then one day, he started thinking to himself and seeing in his faith's eye, you know, why would I want to go work here every day when I am the one doing the work? 
and I can go on my own and start my own company doing the same thing, but it would be my way of doing things on my schedule, giving me the freedom to be a blessing to my family even more so. He started seeing that, and then I'll never forget the conversation face-to-face when he said, I got to tell you what I've been seeing. I said, what have you been seeing? And then he got the courage to say what he's been seeing. He said, I think I'm going to start my own company. And I asked him, well, when's it going to happen? I think it's going to be, and he would speak a month. And he would say, this is going to be the logo. This is going to be the color scheme. This is how many crews I'm going to have. It all started like last Sunday. You got to see it to believe it. But once you start seeing it, it can stay locked in your mind so long that all it becomes is a dream. But if you want it to become from a dream to living the dream, you're going to have to make it a part of your speech and let the redeemed of the Lord. You have to move into saying some things. And the next thing I know, he's at the bank, he's getting a loan. Next thing I know, he's buying vehicles. Next thing I know, he's hiring people. And I'm sitting over here thinking, all of that started while being down in the bottom of the education season, learning, training. What did the text say? A man's hard work by the by the work of his hands, it's going to bring him a harvest. But it also said before that, get yourself a work ethic because that's where the harvest is coming. But if you want to see all things come to good, start speaking what God's showing you in faith. Somebody say, speak it it. by faith. faith. So you come to the Lord, you receive his saving grace. How does that happen? It's by faith. Everything's by faith. By faith, I'm saved in the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. And now, all of a sudden, I'm activating that faith that's in me. That same faith that saved me in Jesus now is creating my world. Why? Because your words create your world. Let me help you out. Book of Proverbs. Book of Proverbs, chapter number 18. Proverbs 18, verse 21. Life and death, did you catch it? Life, that which is alive, that which is growing, that which is blossoming, that which has a future. Life and death, that which is stinky, that which is, that which is decaying, that which is, has zero opportunity of a tomorrow. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. It matters, Mickey, how you're talking. It matters, Marshall, what you're saying. If you want to speak, curse over your body and family and life and future, this is what's scary. It's in the power of your words. How you doing? Man, we're broke. How you doing? Man, our marriage is in trouble. How's your family? Falling apart. How's your job? Rumor is they're laying everybody off. I'm sure I'm going to be the first. 
It's crazy, but it's biblical. You start speaking it, you're going to fall in line with what you're saying. I told someone on a road trip this week, a group of our men took me on just an incredible experience. And we were in the, in the, on a road trip up to Kansas. And, and, I, and I told these men this. I said, you know what's crazy about being a local church pastor is I come and go through hospitals a lot. And what's amazing to me, and some of you right now, you're going to nudge your neighbor and say, man, I, I've never thought about that way. That is so true. You know this is true. A person can feel absolutely, completely, 100% legit healthy until they hear the words that they're sick. They run five miles on a Monday, go in for a Tuesday physical, got that latte. What's up, doc? How you doing? Feeling good, just ran yesterday. Well, the image shows, you kidding me. I knew it the whole time. I've been feeling like this for months. No, you didn't. You've been running. You've been living life. Everything's been perfect. You've been coaching T-ball. You've been, you've been, you've been you're going to get your scuba license. You and the honey going to Cancun. Life is good until you heard those words. And as soon as you heard the words, you started falling in line with what you heard. And then, if you're not careful, you start saying what you've heard. How you doing? Well, I was doing good. I went to the doctor. He's telling me I got six months. I bet it's just three weeks. (laughs) Now, those are extreme stories. Trying my best to make an extreme point. Because it may not be that extreme in your case. But I can tell you right now, your words carried that much kind of weight. It matters what you're saying. You speak words of death over your marriage, get ready to file the decree. Because that's what's coming. You speak words of death over your children that they're never going to amount to anything. You better remodel that bedroom because they're moving right back in with you. (laughs) Laugh all you want. Then people in the first service said, right. (laughs) And some of y'all passed them on the way out of the house this morning. It matters what you're saying because life and death are in your words. And here's the big disconnect. This is where everybody, you're either going to get this or you're going to miss this. Everybody say this out loud. I pray in the name of the Lord that I get it and not miss it. Bless your future. Don't curse it. Joel chapter 3 verse 10. Listen to this crazy scripture. Some of you never thought how crazy it is. You you quote it because you're Christianese, you write, you know all the right Christian things to say. And you're I'm gonna start the scripture and you're gonna be like Bible quizzing. Beep, I know it. And you're gonna quote it with me. 
but you never pause long enough to really get it. Let the weak say, I am strong. What's the big deal, Rev? Let the weak say, I'm strong. How is it possible that the broke can say they're prospering? That the sick say they're healed? That the broken marriage is made right? That the job that is hanging on by a thread becomes a promotion? Well, the secret is S-A-Y. Let the weak say, I am strong. Because you're going to start moving towards what you're saying. Start saying you're sick, get ready for the cough syrup. Start saying you're well, man, get some running shoes on. It matters what you're saying. God declares that they should say what they want their circumstances to be, not what they are. Are they weak? Yes. But what are they saying? By faith, I'm strong. I see a lot of pens on paper right now. Here's you something to write down. Use your words to change your circumstance, not describe it. Speak of what you're praying towards, not what you're experiencing. I'd have given anything for some of you to have been in Haiti with me. I think that was my fifth down there. And, and, and people ask me a lot, why do you, why you go to Haiti? To be honest with you, ain't got nothing to do with Haiti. It's got everything to do with me. Every now and then, I just got to remind myself, boy, you got it good. And when I'm down there and I hear them people that have absolutely nothing say that they have everything, it just strips me down of my pride, of my arrogance, of my ego. And I just come home and water tastes better, air is cleaner. My little ailments, man, they don't stop me. My problems seem so small. Because I'm hearing people that are changing their circumstances, not describing it. And there's some of us in this room right now, we need to start. Let me back up. We need to stop describing all of our problems in detail. And some of you are like, I don't really say it. I just post it. <laughs> Is that the same? My fingers did the talking. Stop posting your circumstances. And start posting by faith what it's going to be like. Somebody say amen. amen. 
let me, let me, let me come to a close today. There's two responses to the word confession. When I, whenever I bring up the word confession, about half of the people in the room start kind of a sweat and looking over their shoulder. And the other half, you get it. Again, I pray you get it and not miss it. If I have a coin in my hand, if I've got this coin and that coin is a coin of confession, on one side of the coin, that means I've got to come clean with everything I don't want anybody to know. But on the other side of the coin, I have confession, which just means that I can come into agreement with what God already knows. One side of the coin is based on fear. Everyone say fear. And another side of the coin is based on faith. Everybody say faith. faith. Now I, my parents are here in this 11 o'clock service. They keep me in check. They know I'm of the half of the people that get plumb nervous when I hear the word confession. All through school. Who did it? <laughs> Somebody confess. <laughs> it was always me. Man, I stayed in trouble, Ronnie. And I always had to come clean. Confession's good for the soul, not for the rear end. <laughs> but there's another side of the coin of confession. And that's why I don't preach a fear-based gospel in this church. It's a faith-based gospel. Because some of you are trying to live for God out of fear. Of going to hell. And you need to start living for God out of faith. To make it through this life. As the greatest victory and winner. That life has ever seen. Enjoying eternity in heaven. Listen to me. A fear based gospel. All it's going to do is. Is give you about 30 minutes of feeling halfway decent. About all the stuff you regret ever doing. But a faith based gospel. Allows you to walk on top. Of every single thing that everybody's ever said or that you've said. And you start saying that I'm a part of the redeemed family of God. And by faith I believe in the grace and the mercy of Jesus Christ. And I stand tall and proud to say I'm a child of God. This, this morning I had when you came in in your welcome worship guide. I trust that you were offered one, and I trust you received it. If you received your worship guide today, I've placed something inside that worship guide for you, and I want you to take it out right now and be with me here working it. If our musician can come and help me close today, I want you to take this out. It's in your worship guide. For those that didn't get one, there's a stack of them waiting for you in the foyer. Make sure you go by and get one. You'll want this. I've given you this to take home. I want you to put this on your refrigerator. I want you to make copies of it. Put it on the dash of your car. Take it at work. Put it in your office. Put it on your desk. Make some for your loved ones. Because this is what the book of Mark chapter 11 verse 23 says. Mark chapter 11 verse 23. What does it say on the top? Read it out loud. You will have whatever you say. I'm not going to read them all, but the very first one, <laughs> the very single first one needs to become your 
slogan. I am blessed. I know your transmission's been slipping. I know your heater's not working. I know you're a little behind in this and that. I know, I know things aren't perfect at home. But let the redeemed of the Lord say so. I am blessed. What's the enemy say? Hey, y'all, we got another confused one. The enemy says, we got another one that's kind of cuckoo because, you know, things aren't really perfect in his life, but he's saying he's blessed. I am forgiven and redeemed. And some of you struggle saying those words. I am forgiven. Hey, everybody, don't think J.J.'s crazy. He's helping me. Y'all looking at him like, who's the man walking around handing stuff out? What's he selling? He ain't selling nothing. He's helping me. Anybody need a copy? Anybody need a copy? Man, all of y'all, y'all dodged them greeters like they were selling peanut brittle or something. Look at all these hands, man. Look at y'all. Y'all coming clean. Y'all confessing. Y'all open the door and the greeter says, good morning. Come on, honey, we don't need a thing. Y'all acting like they're trying to sell y'all something. They're trying to bless you. One of these Sundays, there's going to be $100 bills in them worship guides. <laughs> Father, I'm forgiven for that lie in Jesus' name. <laughs> Boy, I, I, I'll tell you right now, y'all start picking them worship guides up, wouldn't you? There's going to be a Sunday with $100. Come on, honey, get another one. Tell, 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 change your name. Tell him you're Steve. Get another one. Thank you, Mike, Nestor, y'all helping him out. Now we got three people selling peanut brittle around the church. Let me, let me get serious with you. Everybody listen to me. Hey, 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 everybody listen to me. Who in this room, I don't want you to raise your hand on this, but there's some folks in this room that struggle with saying the words that you're forgiven. You might even think you are. You might even pray and believe that you are, but you can't for the life of you say, I am forgiven. And the enemy's got you held up with that. He's got you cornered up because you can't say it. It's time you look the enemy in the eye. If you've placed it under the blood, guess what, everybody? If you've placed it under the blood and you're a part of the redeemed family of God, you have a right to say, I am am forgiven and you watch the chains of condemnation break off your life this one's for some of us in the room this is this is a real faith statement I am wise intelligent and creative <laughs> y'all I ain't even gonna lie I have a hard time saying I am focused and disciplined. That's a faith statement for me, boy. Let's make it real, y'all, before we go home. I want y'all to hit these with me. Psalm 23 and 6. You ought to put this out of your mouth every day. God's goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. 
Jeremiah 29 and 11. God has plans to prosper me, to give me a hope and a future. Can you say these things? Can you say it? Let me, let me wrap it up with this final one. Everybody look at the, very, the one on the very bottom. One on that very bottom. God is perfecting everything that concerns me. I'm not going to use my words to describe my situation and my circumstances. I'm going to use my words to change them. Do you have your hand up to get one? Here you go, Joseph. Take that to her for me. You can have mine. You're welcome. You're welcome. I want you to stand with me this morning. Speak it. Speak it. Speak it. Speak it. By faith. Speak it. Speak it by faith. How's your marriage? It's healing. It's improving. How's your kids? They're doing good. We've come over some bumps in the roads. We're doing all right. How's your finances? It's improving. It's coming together. It's going to be all right. I'm not going to spend my words. If I have words in my pocket like currency, I'm not going to take my words out and use my negative words. Because all that's going to do is call in that reality. But by faith in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I spend my faith-filled words. I'm going to confess. I'm going to come into agreement with what God already knows. And I'm going to come into alignment with His goodness in my life. I can't go home today without offering somebody an opportunity to join the redeemed the family of God would you be so kind and respectful to just bow your heads and close your eyes the people that respond to this question are the people that I woke up this morning for there are men and women and there are young adults of age in this room today that if I were to ask you this question, do you know that you are saved? For those that are unsure, I want you to have a happy new year right now today by securing yourself into the hands of Jesus Christ. Would you allow me to lead you to Jesus where you too can be a part of this redeemed family of God that stretches around the globe and it gives you access to speak words of life over your future. <laughs> if you want to give your heart to Jesus Christ, would you lift your hand quickly today? I want to pray over you personally. Lift it up high. Lift it up where I can see it because I want to come into agreement with you. I see you in the back. I see you right there in that center. I see you right here in the center section. 
That is incredible. I see you in the back there, sir. I see you, ma'am. Come on, be proud about this, ladies and gentlemen, because what you're about to do is you're about to change things forever. But it's not going to be because you think it. It's going to be because you say it. Because in just a moment, I'm going to lead you in a prayer that you yourself are going to be able to speak confession, repentance of your sin. And you're going to call on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior. If you have your hand lifted up, come into agreement right now and speak these words and let it come from your heart. Dear Lord Jesus, I don't understand everything that's going on in this salvation process but I do understand that I need a Savior and I'm asking you to forgive me of all my wrongdoings and sin against your holy word I'm asking you Lord Jesus to extend your gift of grace to my life And by faith right now, I'm believing and trusting that you are saving me. I'm asking you, Lord Jesus, to give me a clear path to walk, a path that will lead to righteousness path that will lead to holiness I don't take this lightly and I know that there must be a lifestyle that follows these words I cannot think my way into heaven but I sure can believe my way into salvation by you And I believe, I believe, I believe that you are the way, the truth, and the life. And from this day on, I commit to follow you and to lean on you and to trust in you. Thank you, Jesus, for accepting me today into the family of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Can we give it up for these that had their hands lifted this morning? (laughs) Olivia, you are the dead front center of this pulpit. And if nobody else gets it, I'm praying that you get it, Olivia Ruth Guzman. You start speaking God's blessing over your future, sweetheart. Are you 14, 15? 14. You start speaking words of life over your future. And no matter what any Yahoo says, especially boys, because boys are full of evil demon spirits. 
you just speak words of life over your future? I think I just heard an amen from Johnny. I want you to know something. I speak this to you as a representation of every single young adult in this room. Consider yourself hearing these same words just as I speak to her. If you can see it. Olivia and Chloe came back from youth camp last summer. And they sat right back there with me on a pew. And with trembling voices, with quivering hands, these two young women said, we're, we're so nervous, we don't really know how to say this, but we just want, want you to know, we don't really know what it looks like or, how, or what, what it means, but... We really feel like we, 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 we really feel like we're, we're called of God. They said it. And before you go home, I was 15 years old. And I remember sitting in the kitchen of a lady named Mary Cheatham. And she was stirring a pan cooking breakfast two people in the room me and Miss Mary and I told her Sister Mary yes little Tom I think I'm called to preach and after I picked her up off the floor She said, who all have you told? You? Okay. I'm so glad I said it. There's no telling where I'd be if I never would have said it. Whatever you're thinking, whatever God's putting in you, if you're ready to buy that house, ready to apply for that promotion if you're ready to go back to college if you're ready to become a covenant tither if you're ready to change everything in your life don't just think about it say it Father I bless this audience this congregation of this a second service bless them and keep them keep them safe healthy and happy and give them the confidence and courage to start speaking by faith what this year will bring to their families. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's clap our hands today. I love you. I love you and I bless you in the name of the Lord. Have a great day.